are tuned in to The Keetra Show and listening to SOB, Style of Business, the podcast with your host, Keetra. We aim to highlight the ongoing trek of entrepreneurs and business owners from around the globe, featuring stories that recount their struggles, experiences, and inevitable road to success and self-fulfillment. Welcome to SOB. This episode is supported by the wonderful creators of Gratitude Plus app, the app that helps you cultivate a daily practice of gratitude. What are you grateful for today? You can download the app now at the App Store or by visiting gratitudeplusapp.com forward slash style of business. Hey, what's up, guys? Thanks for tuning in for another hot episode of SOB Style of Business. This is your host, Keetra. And today I am speaking with Daniel Schaefer, who is an entrepreneur and engineer and he is also the creator of the Gratitude Plus app, which I am a fan of, and I use it faithfully since I found out about it, and just grateful to have him on to talk to us a little bit about the app, his vision, and to share with us some of the great projects that he has been working on. So let's uh, give him a moment to give an introduction, and we will roll forward, guys. Hey, what's up, Daniel? How are you today? Hey, Keetra. Thanks so much for having me on. Perfect. Yeah, thank you for being on. I'm so glad to have come across you in the, the Twitter Twitter sphere, or whatever we, we could call it. But uh, I'm, I'm definitely thankful um, for you and the things that you've created, especially with the app and excited to have you tell us a little bit about it. So let's start with the introduction and we will roll from there. Yeah, sure. Well, I'm a software engineer and entrepreneur based out of New York City. And I've been in the tech for a long time. And uh, you know, building websites originally, just kind of experimenting, trying to build up my coding chops, figure out, you know, what sort of products I want to work on. And everything kind of changed in 2008 when the App Store, when the, the iPhone SDK was introduced by Steve Jobs. iPhone SDK is the software development kit, which is basically tools that people can use to build iPhone apps. And remember, in 2008, the iPhone just came out, and it actually only shipped with apps that Apple built. So nobody was actually building iPhone apps yet. And I thought this was a really great opportunity to start building on a new platform and to see what I could build. So, uh, you know, I spent a few months kind of working on on this app that was an illusions app. It would kind of show you street art, um, sidewalk illusions. And it was really cool because in July 2008, the App Store launched with only 500 apps. And now, by the way, there's 2 million apps. So it's changed quite a bit. And I had my first app on the store. And that was my first taste of building a product from start to finish, finish, learning the engineering, talking to customers. And I'm happy to say that 11 years later, I'm still building apps to different crowds. I think I'm a, hopefully a little bit better app quality than it was um, 11 years. But, you know, in the introduction of the iPhone SDK and allowing people to build apps to ship to now billions of people is really what started it all. So I'm pretty grateful that I can still work on apps and work on ideas. That is great. Yeah, I, I love that. Uh, and we'll get more into the building of Gratitude Plus. I I mean, it, when I first downloaded that app, I mean, just it's so well designed. It's sleek. It's easy to use. It's, you know, it's just one of those things to where you don't really, um, sometimes you come across those apps that have a lot of bl- bugs that need to be worked out, you know, and mm-hmm. it's, it's uh, a pain. But yeah, yours is definitely totally different. So let's talk about your entrepreneurial journey. You, um, the design and the building of products. You just mentioned a little bit about that first app that you created. So tell us a little bit about that process. 
Yeah. So, um, you know, the process varies from person to person. When, whenever you're building um, an app or a website or whatever it is, you need to have an understanding of what sort of problem you're trying to solve. And what I've seen, and I've learned this, you know, I, I've shipped personally probably 20, 25 apps from games to entertainment apps. Um, a lot of apps that kind of use your location to show you what's happening around you. Obviously, my interest, I have heavy interest in mental health and wellness apps. And by the way, that's the, the number one growing category on the app store. Um, we could talk a little bit more about that later. But, um, you know, a, a lot of people just kind of have an idea and then they sit down and start coding it up and then they kind of build the interface and then kind of ship it out and, and kind of see what happens. And that's definitely one way to do it. Um, and I, I've done that many times over the years and then kind of realized, well, it's not really solving any problem. And, you know, apps that, that don't really solve a problem may get downloads, but, you know, it, the real focus is getting somebody to download it and then enjoy it enough to use it again. Because if you have kind of a leaky bucket where you ship something, gets a lot of downloads, but uh, nobody really uses it after the first time, you've got a big problem. So for me, you know, w with you know, uh, Gratitude Plus being a good example, I had been really interested in using self-care apps, um, both apps and then in real life, like going to yoga to just improve my mental well-being. So I could feel a little bit less stressed, a little bit less anxious, just trying to think more clearly, have more empathy, whole lots of reasons I wanted to kind of find apps to help me with this. And I think the, the, the top two apps today that people kind of turn to in this um, category are Headspace and Calm. Those are meditation apps. Um, you know, that, that's how I, I really got interested in building Gratitude Plus because I had been reading about the science of gratitude, which we can talk about, and the benefits of it. And I thought, well, I want to make the best gratitude app there is. So I knew what I was trying to build. And I think for people, a good idea when, when you have an idea or when you have if you, an idea that you want to build, it's always good to do a little bit of research. And you know, some people think when I talk to other entrepreneurs try to help them with their ideas, they think, if I want to do something and it's on the app store already, that means I can't do it. And it's really not true at all. I, I always like to say, if you, if you want to build something, see what else is out there that's attempted to solve that problem. And if you try it out and it's really great, um, then you, you want to reevaluate. Like, what, what can I add by building this? Is it going to be a different design? Is it going to um, is going to solve a slightly different problem. So you always want, really want to see what's out there. Uh, don't get discouraged, though, if you see something else out. You just really have to figure out what your own hook is and what value you bring. Because sometimes it's just a really uphill battle. And then you, for yourself, see, is this worth doing? Am I really trying to build a business out of it? Is this for my own learning? Is this, you know, I, I built a lot of apps because I wanted to learn and that's the best way to do it is you ship something and then you, if you build an app from start to finish, um, let's say you do, you do the programming part, then you become a better programmer and you become a, a better product designer thinking about how to make a clean experience, a clean user interface. These are all really important things because the bar is really high. Like, you know, the leaders of each category on the app store have amazing apps. And once you ship it out there, 
once you have an idea and you've figured out how to build it, either built it yourself or hired somebody and you put it out on the app store, then you start getting user feedback and you want to drive traffic. I'd say one thing in the whole, whole journey is to figure out what success looks like. So that means before you ship it out, you want to know what sort of uh, app, uh, app journey when somebody downloads it and uses it, what a successful journey looks like. And that's one thing that I've learned, I mean, from making the mistake and not doing it many, many times. But with Gratitude Plus, for example, success to me, my KPI, key performance indicator, is to, is to get somebody to add two to three gratitudes a week. So to me, that's successful because that's what building a habit is. It's doing it multiple times a week. And um, so to me, when I was building it, I wanted to make sure the experience allowed somebody to do that. I'd say in the whole product journey, you know, there's a lot of unknowns. You learn so much as you build it. A lot of the work starts when you actually ship out the product and because that's when you start getting feedback. But it's always a good idea to run through some of these things, you know, some of the investigation to figuring out exactly what you're solving and making sure that product solves what you say it's going to solve. Um, so these are all really important things. And you'll learn these things as you go. And I, I can speak from experience of shipping lots of stuff where I didn't have a good idea what it's kind of fixing. I didn't know what success looks like. And, um, you know, so it, it's a good learn. You know, it's a, it sometimes takes that those failures to see how to do it right. I think Gratitude Plus is a good example of when I approach things in the right way. Exactly. Well, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely, the KPIs are met because I've been, you know, and I'm pretty sure other people are, using it way more than two to three times per week, uh, which is the minimum that you mentioned, like you were, you know, just kind of measuring your success based upon that. But let's, let's get into the purpose. So um, I know that you are definitely uh, involved in like mental health and wellness, and that's one of your, you know, interest points. Tell us a little bit about the inspiration behind Gratitude Plus. Yeah, I mean, as I had said, I've been for, for a number of years really investing time and energy to make sure I'm operating at what I think is the best version of myself. So everybody goes through stress, anxiety, everything else. Um, and for me, it was just making sure that I was doing the right things to kind of handle this because there's been times, especially when I'm working a lot, a lot of, you know, there, there were a number of personal things that have happened to my family and there were all these things kind of going on simultaneously. And I really just said, you know, I need to take this seriously and I need to do these things on my own because uh, you know, if you don't kind of take care of yourself, you know, I go to the gym. So the physical aspect is there, but the, the mental aspect is what I really needed to focus on. So as I said, I was doing some yoga, making sure I was going and staying active, which helps physically and mentally, but um, also trying meditation, which is, I think, it, statistically, the amount of people doing meditation in the United States is like doubled in the last you know, four or five years. And that's a great thing to hear because, you know, at, at one point in time and still today, there's almost a stigma about using self-care tools or, or doing things that can help yourself mentally because people think that, well, if I'm doing meditation, there's something really wrong. And that's, you know, ho hopefully over time that changes that you can be feeling good and want to still feel better or still want to improve. So hopefully that... Um, you know, stigma kind of changes over time. And it's great to see, by the way, that, you know, some of the biggest apps in the app store are apps that help people, 
you know, decompress, to fall asleep, to, you know, kind of combat anxiety and aggression and things like that. So um, for me, it was definitely, I needed to take this really seriously so I could continue building apps and I could continue operating at the performance that I wanted and not let anxiety or other things kind of hinder my performance. So I started reading a lot about kind of what, what are the, the things people are doing. And I, I saw all of these studies on practicing gratitude. And I saw a bunch of them where there were two groups and one was writing about general experiences, kind of just doing journaling every week. And then a second group was actually practicing gratitude. So writing three things in general, or it could be two or five things that you're grateful for every week, every week. And after six weeks, they compare the results and, uh, you know, it, it, it was just remarkable because you'd see that the people actively practicing gratitude multiple times a week had much higher levels of happiness, more appreciation in their life, enhanced empathy, reduced aggression, and just a lot of mental and physical and thus physical improvements. And I thought, wow, this is incredible. And, you know, everybody, you know, everyone kind of hears, okay, you know, go and meditate, and that's important, and write in a journal, that's important. But practicing gratitude, I feel like that was kind of the least understood or the least amount of people did it. And in many ways, that's kind of the lowest barrier to entry, because as great as meditation and the meditation apps are, you know, you go on and it says, Medi- you know, start at five or 10 minutes. And I think when you actually start meditating, it, it's fantastic, and the results really are amazing. And I, I wish I could honestly say I do it every day and I don't, but I really try as hard as I can. But with gratitude, which I initially started doing, just writing down, it can take 30 seconds or a minute. And right. so that's super appealing and super easy to do. So, you know, that when, after I read that, that was when my research came into in the place, just downloading apps, seeing what was out there. And I think I, had, I didn't find anything that I really loved that I thought was easy to use, really beautiful and simple and clean. And from the beginning, I thought it, how interesting it would be to add certain community aspects to the app. And so out came Gratitude Plus, kind of just building this prototype, using it myself, showing some people, um, giving it to some people. And I actually saw the results that they were really using it uh, multiple times a week. And I'll just another just personal anecdote from experience is that, you know, all your friends are going to try out whatever you build and they'll try it at once. And then, after, you know, to be nice. And then after that, right. you know, they, they really don't care about using it again if they really love it. And what was so striking about working on this app was that I saw friends who, you know, after trying it the first time, they kept using it. And I saw, you know, wow, this is this is really cool. And this is really impactful. And it makes me feel better working on it and using it. And so with the, the community aspects and what I thought was wildly different than anything I had seen was the idea that you could potentially connect with one, connect with other people who were thinking similar things in you. But in the first version of the app has a way, a community feature that lets you explore what other people around the world are grateful for. And it's completely opt-in and anonymous, but I thought of how important it was because it can put your own life in a perspective. And then the people who choose to share it feel really good because they know that they're helping other people. So basically, I always think about it as you go into the app and I, I think I've done a successful job building it. 
when if you leave feeling better than when you went on. And after the the normal flow of the app is people get get a reminder and they can go and add their gratitudes. And then they spend a few minutes seeing what people in all walks of life, what they're writing about. And some of the things are really touching and funny, but it really does put your own life in a perspective. And it's a wonderful thing to have built. And um, there, there's a lot of room to build on top of it. But, you know, after I had these ideas and built this prototype, I shipped it about uh, six months ago and it's available on the app store for free to download. And I, I'm just working a lot to make the experience even better for folks. Yeah. Yeah. No, you you are definitely doing that. And I, I love the reminder uh, that comes in as well, because that, you know, it kind of reminds you to be mindful or it, it, it prompts you to go ahead and uh, put down your, you know, the three things that you're grateful for. So that's, mm-hmm. that's one of the things that I've enjoyed. You know, you just go in, it doesn't take but a couple of seconds and then you're going, you know, you're off. Sometimes there's more than three things, right? So some, my biggest dilemma when, when using your app, yeah. your app is, is coming up with trying to stick to three. I'm like, dang, why didn't Daniel put, you know, <laughs> I need to add like a two or three other things, you know, to this list. So it, it, it's, it is, um, I love it. I love what you're doing. And I think it just gives us, uh, you know, just kind of prompts us the importance of being grateful and, and the, you know, expressing our gratitude. Um, and in addition to that, like it's, it gives us, this is a tool to, to cultivate gratitude, right? Because you see all the, you know, the reminders to breathe, the reminders yeah. to, you know, to meditate and all that other good stuff. So gratitude plus kind of comes in with a different component and it, um, it's really, really useful and helpful. So you guys, you need to go grab this app. If you, uh, I think you said the app store is not available for Android yet, correct? It's coming soon for Android. I'm sorry for anybody. I'm working as hard as I can to get it for Android, but you can go to the app store and get it. Just type in search for gratitude plus, or you can go online and read more about it at gratitude plus app.com. All right. You guys heard it. All right. So let's, let's talk a bit about uh, entrepreneurship. I know earlier you shared with us, uh, you know, the first product that you ever created and just kind of getting started on your journey. Yeah. Uh, and I'm, I know that as a, a person that creates and has tons of ideas, I'm curious to know, like, how do you, how do you determine whether you're going, going to pursue a, a project or an idea? Yeah, no, it's a really good question. And I think different people approach it in different ways. I think, you know, you got to look at what resources you have because, you know, if you're an engineer by trade or a product designer by trade, then it might be a little bit easier to kind of get an app out there, build it, you know, a few days or a few weeks, depending on what you're sort of building. And then if it's out there, you can stress test it. You need to get people on there. Again, you go in having, uh, you know, benchmarks to measure against. And then from there, you can kind of iterate and either build new features or take, take away new features. Um, I, I think some people don't have those resources and they have to spend huge amounts of money to get somebody to build um, an app. And so I think you know, the, the barrier to build an app completely changes based on what your own background is. And I think it, for, for you know, anybody who has an idea, again, it's going to, or has a bunch of ideas and want to choose one, I'd say, again, it, it always helps to kind of take the time to explore what's out there and see where you can really add value. Because if you care about really, you know, for me, it's always been about working on something that people love enough that I can work on it full time, all the time, 
uh, you know, eventually get people to work on it with me. Right now, it's uh, me, myself, and I for Gratitude Plus in terms of the engineering, design, and outreach. You know, I, I'm looking to get it to the point where I can have a few folks working on it with me. But I think when when you you're an individual or even you know have a co-founder or a small team, always good to see what's out there, see where you can add value. And once you have a good thesis of what you want to build and, and don't think that you're going to build a less better version than something out there, in which case, you know, it, it, competing will be just so difficult. Um, once you have a good idea, then again, it's, it was kind of conflicting ideas on, do you want to build a scrappy, something that's like really an MVP, a minimal viable product as quickly as possible and getting it out there to test it? Or do you want to uh, spend huge amounts of time kind of perfecting it? So when you release it, it's, you know, it, there's no bugs and it's absolutely beautiful. And I always think it's something in between. You want to really, you want to spend, you want to really get it out there to test it because that's where the work comes. And very rarely do you ship something that just takes off. That's what people I think get obsessed with the notion of, but in the, the reality is 99% of the time you're going to release something. Hopefully one part works, some parts don't. And then you really just iterate and you, you go on this very data-driven cycle. That, that's what happens the vast majority of the time. And so you just want to make sure when you ship something, it solves a problem. It's easy to use. You know, again, if you're shipping, especially for mobile, the bar is really high. So things that, you know, don't, that don't work well or crash, you know, you're going to have a tough time with that. But you know, on the flip side, I've used plenty of apps that are super beautiful and super clean, and they don't really do anything. Or they, they kind of solve a problem that's not really there. And I kind of use it and say, well, I give them credit for having something so beautiful and easy to use, but again, doesn't do anything. And then I just don't use it again. So I think it's, you know, constantly checking yourself when you're in the process and where you're at. When you're in the process. Yeah. And, and I'm, how do you, how soon do you start thinking about branding? Like when you're planning to, to implement a, a project or you're designing a new product, how soon do you think about the branding aspect? I mean, it, I think it's it, obviously it's very important as you grow and the company tells a story and the company wanted to reflect the values of the company and what the company does. I think the way at least I always had approached it because I was always a one person show is that if I can build a product that's easy to use and solve a problem and you know again design and branding as in easy name to remember and it kind of represents what you're doing then it you've launched the very beginning of the brand which is almost just the product at this point and over time really developing the message and sometimes pivoting the message a little bit but um for me it's been it really focusing on the app and the product. And, you know, I think the, the good thing, if you set up your analytics correctly, you'll see whether people come back or not. And if they don't come back, nothing else matters. Because then, you, again, it just comes to having a leaky ship. And you can spend millions of dollars on marketing, if you'd like, and get millions of users, but they won't be, they won't, you won't retain them. And so it's really just about building a, a product that people enjoy and come back to, unless it's the case where it's just a one and done app. But the mo mo most companies and apps, 
They want you to come back and they want you to build a habit of whatever you're, whatever they're trying to get you to do. Exactly. Yeah. I guess that's the biggest thing. And I know that like this, I'm sure there's some listeners that are, you know, curious to know how you got started and, you know, you have the traditional education and also you have, uh, different courses that you can take and things like that online. But can you share with us a couple of resources for those who are interested in creating um, their own apps or even just getting involved in developing software? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I got, you know, I I was kind of developing websites with, there were some guides out there, but I kind of took some computer science classes. But when um, I started working on iPhone apps, they, I didn't have any background to it because a lot of it was new. And at the time, there weren't a lot of resources. And I'd say, and so what I did is really would just kind of experiment and I'd write code and see what worked and didn't. And, you know, at the time, Apple and Apple still provides sample code. So I kind of take it apart and see how it worked. I'd say the beautiful thing now is that there are so many amazing resources from third parties, from individuals who just want to kind of create con- you know create guides and videos but the amount of time and effort that apple itself has invested is amazing and I, and I give them so much credit to really taking the time to invest in the developer community because you know now especially making everything about building apps simpler from actually coding it has become much simpler as in it, it's easier to learn how to write the programming language and you don't have to write as many lines of code. So, and then that ultimately means people can start built learning and building easier and get their apps out faster. And so I'd say one thing new, uh, definitely check out if you're interested in building apps. Again, iOS and Android are a little bit different in the way they're built. I've always focused on iOS for um, development um, but Android, there's just as many phenomenal resources. But if you want to start building an app, an, an iPhone app, let's say, you can go to Apple's developer website, developer.apple.com, and there are amazing, amazing uh, guides on literally how to build your first app. And it has graphics, and it's easy to follow. So I would say if you're interested, definitely check out Apple's developer website, and then there, because there's loads and loads and loads of resources and literally step-by-step tutorials, you know, it's, I think for, for learning for me at least, but I think for a lot of people building apps, it is, they want to see, do kind of walk with the guide. So write a line of code when they're looking at it and also see it visually. And the cool, really cool thing about building apps is when you write a line of code and then you click, there's like a build button. So it'll kind of compile it and put it on your phone. If you write a line of code that says, you know, change the background color green, and then you click the build button, the app will open and it'll be a green color. And it's really cool the first time you see it because you just you wrote a line of code, which is pretty much an instruction. And then you're on your way to building it. And next thing you know, you're, you know, writing a button and then some text. And so you can build these apps kind of block by block. And, and so Apple, developer.apple.com has a ton of resources to get you started. And then there's a ton of third party. Uh, one, one website is it's called raywonderlick.com. If you type it in Google, it'll you know, definitely help you find it. But they write tons and tons of tutorials on how to build all sorts of apps. So if you want to build you know, a messaging client, 
you could literally as easy as going to Google and type in messaging client iPhone app tutorial. And then you'll just see so much stuff. So that's the beauty about building apps today is that since it's been 11 years since the app stores opened, and as I said, it went from 500 apps to millions of apps. Um, I think iPhone developers have generated $100 billion in revenue, which is amazing. I mean, that's insane to think. But because of that, the interest and the resources have grown a lot. So I'm confident that any of your readers, um, if they're interested in at least dabbling in, in programming, to definitely try out making an iPhone app. And I think you'll surprise yourself at, at what sort of stuff you can build, even on a basic beginner level. Love that, Daniel. Thanks so much for sharing that resource. There's going to be uh, people checking out those sites. And it sounds a lot less complicated than, you know, signing up for some of the things that are a bit more extensive, like, uh, you know, four to week courses and, and things like that. So that is perfect. Great. And let me uh, ask you a couple other questions before we get ready to end here. Uh, I want you to share what has been the most rewarding part of creating and building products that people enjoy. Yeah, so um, it's a good question. And I think with anything that you're working on, I think, at least for me, I'm so excited to kind of ship out the app, get it in the customer's hands, kind of see the download spike a little bit, maybe on launch day, and then get feedback. And so one part of building is that outcome, is getting it into people's hands. I mean, some of the, for Gratitude Plus, for example, I've gotten emails that say, thank you so much for building it. I really feel much better day to day because I've taken the you know, 30 seconds a day it takes to, to do this. So thank you so much. Seeing those sort of emails always put a smile to my face. And it makes, it makes building it so, so important and impactful to me because I feel like I'm doing my little part in the world to kind of help somebody else. I think that's, you know, that brings a lot of joy. So on one hand, it's definitely being able to ship the product, get it into people's hands, make an impact in people's lives. But one thing that gets forgotten as that's another thing when you actually zoom out and think about it, that's so, so fun and fulfilling again, that you get lost in just trying to ship it and get to the next milestone is actually the joy of the journey. And that means when I do have you coming up with uh, product features and then I have a little notebook and I write them out and I see, you know, what's the best layout for it. And then going in and coding it and figuring out what the best way to explain it to people is. So it's actually everything before I actually click the submit button and, you know, Apple reviews it and then puts it on the store and you get a little update notification. So it's everything before that from the start to the finish. And, um, you know, I think, Sometimes it can be daunting when you start a new feature or a new update. But, you know, when I kind of take a step back and think about, well, you know, what have I learned in everything that I've done to ship it out? You learn so much because once it gets shipped out, you kind of get the feedback to make it. But in the process, you're just by the nature of doing, you're improving. You get, I, I look at all of the apps I've shipped and it's probably 20, 25 on my own. And then I've, you know, done client work. So I've worked on a number of apps in different categories and I look at gratitude plus, And in many ways, it feels like the culmination of all of my improvements from all my other apps, from 
the programming is, you know, the best it's ever been. Um, kind of looking back on the coding I did many years ago, I'm like, you know, geez, that is terrible. But, you know, now it's, it's just improved so much. Same thing with the design. I think it's the easiest design product I've ever shipped. So a lot of it, a lot of my joy, honestly, is not just in the shipping, which is the default most people have, but in the journey of actually creating it. The journey of creating it. Absolutely love that, Daniel. All right. So leave us with some last thoughts of words of encouragement for the listeners. And also let us know what we can find out more about you and Gratitude Plus app online. Yeah. Well, you know, I, I, there are people who just email me sometimes or I love meeting up with other entrepreneurs at different stages. You know, I'm on one stage of my entrepreneurial journey and there's people much further ahead and then people much further behind. And sometimes I hear people get dissuaded about some of the things that we had talked about, which is there's, they don't know if they'll be able to build it or they don't know if people are going to like it, or there's other apps out on the store that kind of do it. And I'd say, you know, don't lose faith, spend the time to do the right research because that'll save you a, a lot of time in the whole process but try something out and don't take the whole thing too seriously because at the very end of the day, if you want to, if you have an idea and you want to pursue it, you're going to learn a whole bunch of skills and it'll, it could be programming skills, which, you know, it's kind of like solving a puzzle on its own. That's why I like programming. It's design skills. You kind of figure out, um, you know, how to make something easy to use. And so, you know, you probably take, hints and ideas from other apps that you like, but then you turn it in your own thing. But then it's the total opposite side of the equation and something that you're an expert at, which is figuring out how to communicate it with people and to also reach out to people and to build, as you had mentioned, really build the branding. And so you end up learning all of these amazing skills. And then at the end of the day, it could work, it could not, but if you take take the time to kind of step back and see what you've learned, it's almost always learning a lot. And, you know, again, kind of stopping sometimes and just saying, you know what, it's the journey that, that that's incredible. You know, it should be fun to learn in these sort of situations. So I'd say, you know, don't be dissuaded by the size of the app store or the competitors. Just work on something that you're passionate about and, just keep working on it and don't lose faith. And I think it's something, you know, people have to remind themselves, but keep working on it and it, it can be a lot of fun. So that, that's one thing I'd say to people who are thinking about apps, but maybe dissuaded for, for whatever reason. Um, and you know, with Gratitude Plus, again, would appreciate if anybody could check it out, more than happy to help anyone get started with it or answer more questions about it. I think... Um, if you go to the website, there's a contact button. I'm pretty quick to reply to emails, but um, I, I hope the the Gratitude Plus app continues to to expand and help people out. And you know, I'm really appreciative of you having me on the podcast and talking about it a little bit. So I, I really thank you for that. Absolutely, Daniel. We have uh, definitely enjoyed having you on, and we wish you guys all the success. And you guys, if you're interested in the app, like you said, make sure that you go to the uh, Apple Store, download it. It's really simple, easy to use, and I've been using it now going on a, a few weeks. So, anyway, Daniel, thanks so much for your time. We look forward to keeping up with you, and we'll talk to you soon. Great. Thanks so much. Have a nice day. 
Thanks for hanging out with us here on SOB. We hope this episode has been resourceful. If you'd like to check out the latest articles or follow Keetra's website updates, just log on to Keetra.com or follow her on Twitter at K-E-E-T-R-I-A.